It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are seconds away from hearing the daily Locked On podcast you love, but I'd like to tell you about another podcast I think you'll like. Rejecting the Screen, hosted by NBA experts Noah Kozlov and Adam Stanko, features provocative interviews with NBA stars and unique perspectives from around the game. Subscribe to Rejecting the Screen wherever you get your podcasts. What up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. Got another good one for you today. I will be joined by co-host Wes Goldberg in just a minute. Warriors get some good injury news for the first time in a while. Also scheduled to take on the Memphis Grizzlies. Going to break that down. And Steve Kerr has some encouraging words about Jordan Poole. Going to talk about that as well. All coming up next here on Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Warriors. Your daily Golden State Warriors podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Welcome in to Locked On Warriors. I am your host, Charles T. Hamilton. I'm going to be joined by co-host Wes Goldberg in just a minute. He's currently in Memphis covering the team. And we got some good news for the first time in a while, at least as far as injuries are concerned. Going to bring that to you. Also, taking on the Grizzlies tonight, a game that the Warriors could win. They could win. And that's, uh, those games are few and far between right now. So we're going to break that down. And Steve Kerr had some things to say about Jordan Poole that uh, were interesting and encouraging. And I think he needs that right now, too. But first, I got to bring on co-host Wes Goldberg, who is currently in Memphis for tonight's game against the Grizzlies, which should be a good matchup. But I don't know if we're going to get to that because the biggest news today had to do with uh, an injured player, their starting center, uh, who we have not seen yet. Or, well, I think we saw him for like a couple minutes, actually. But besides that, it's Kavon Looney, and they gave us a pretty interesting update today. What can you uh, tell us about that? Yeah, Kevon Looney, who played all of 11 minutes this season in the first in the in the season opener against the Clippers, um, went down halfway through that game with what we thought was a reaggravation of his hamstring injury that kept him out for the entire preseason. Turns out it was a neuropathic condition, which is a nerve-related issue that basically caused chronic pain in his hamstring so much so that he just couldn't literally could not play on it. And so for the last several weeks, the Warriors have been working with outside specialists to consult on a treatment plan and kind of just figure out what it is exactly that was going on. Because while that condition is pretty common with, for people, it's, it's notoriously difficult to, to treat. And that's kind of what the Warriors and, and Looney were dealing with. They've made some progress now, and Looney is going, and the, the new update, the news is that he's going to be going to Santa Cruz um, while the Warriors are still on this road trip. He's going to be, he's not, he's not going to be playing games in Santa Cruz. He's not expected to be playing games, at least. So he'll be rehabbing, doing some on-court work with the coaches down there, which is a really good sign because what it means is that he's able to put weight on the hamstring, that he's able to function now, that maybe we're starting to get to a point where these these symptoms that were caused by the neuropathic condition are starting to go away, and he may eventually get back onto the courts of the Warriors, and as we know, they can use as many bodies as they possibly can. I know they didn't give a specific update as to how long he would be down there, but... 
I mean, did you get a, a feeling or vibe for how long it might be? Like, is it just because the Warriors are on this road trip and he's getting work with them, or is it going to be an extended stay down in Santa Cruz? No, I think it's mostly because they just want to test it out and see if he can get through some basketball drills. And look, had the Warriors not been on the road trip, I think they just would have done it in San Francisco. But because the Warriors are right now in Memphis on their way to Dallas and then they'll wrap up a road trip in, in Utah, they're still going to be gone for the better part of the week. And so, you know, while they feel like he's making progress, this is a logical next step. Um, and look, this is not something the Warriors have. Like, this isn't new for the Warriors. Last year, we saw them take DeMarcus Cousins down to Santa Cruz and have him do some rehab work during practices and stuff. Also didn't play in a game. Uh, even this, uh, during, during preseason, they had, or I think during the regular season, they had Willie Cauley-Stein go down to Santa Cruz to get some rehab work done. So they've used the G League affiliate program in Santa Cruz for this specific purpose several times already. And so it just, this is just sort of part of their process. Not just the numbers, obviously the Warriors need numbers uh, as far as just bodies go uh, with the, with their main roster. But also, I mean, he's definitely their best center, especially when you look at the struggles of Willie Cauley-Stein and Marquise Chris, who, you know, uh, maybe we expected too much of him coming out of spring training, but getting, <laughs> Kavon Looney back should be a big boost for this team just because he's well he's one of their five best players he's a starter so I mean what what do you see from him once he does come back and and also on top of that I think we're kind of understanding as to why Steve Kerr has always said he's not a 30 minute a night guy because his body just doesn't seem like it's able to hold up yeah and I'm not even sure if he will start to be honest I, I, I think that he could just continue I mean he'll certainly come off the bench at first I think you you, you know warm him into um, getting back into some rotation minutes there, but given given the issue in that it's not like the neuropathic condition doesn't go away, right? This isn't something that just sort of never he's been dealing with this actually for a couple of years. It just never has caused him to miss any time until this season. So maybe you, yeah, you continue to bring him off the bench as he's been comfortable doing. Uh, you keep Willie Cauley Stein in the starting lineup, and then that sort of has a ripple effect to the rest of the roster where maybe Marquise Chris isn't playing as much. Maybe he still is, but now it's at power forward. I think Amari Spellman could see some time over at power forward. And right now, you know, how, how does that affect Spellman? Well, he's up to 260 pounds right now because that's his playing weight at center. But should he be moved back to his more natural position at power forward? Well, maybe he drops a little bit more weight, gets down to 245, becomes a little bit more nimble, maybe more of a dynamic offensive player. I don't know. I think there's a lot of ways that this can affect things. But the first thing you got to do it's figure out if Kavon can even stay on the court for more than 11 minutes. Yeah, definitely. Uh, are we also getting updates? I, I thought we were scheduled for uh, uh, updates on Jacob Evans and Alan Smiley each tomorrow. Have they mentioned anything about that? That's right. So I talked so, with uh, Steve Kerr today and Jacob Evans mm-hmm. and Alan Smiley each and Damian Lee will all be reevaluated tomorrow, but he still, he, I think they still expect Jacob Evans maybe to return in the next couple of weeks. So it won't be immediate um, of that group. I think Smiley Gitch would be the first one to get back onto the court. But even for a guy like him, especially like even with Kevon Looney still out, I mean, I don't know that there's, they don't need centers, right? We keep saying all oh, they need as many bodies as they possibly can. Smiley Gitch isn't going to help this team at all. He probably won't play. And so I think the expectation from the Warriors is that even if Smiley Gitch gets healthy, he'll probably go back down to Santa Cruz. Yeah. Yeah, that was going to be my next question, is if you see him up in uh, with the with the main squad or, or down in Santa Cruz. I mean, I think you nailed it. The, 
oddly enough, the Warriors have had about five centers on their roster for <laughs> five years now, and uh, they still haven't really fixed that. And Smiley Geach, yeah, just doesn't doesn't seem like there's time for him yet. We'll see what happens with Marquise Chris and other players. Uh, when Jacob Evans or Damian Lee comes does come back, who do you see that affecting as far as playing time goes? Like, who do you think? Or maybe it doesn't. You know, maybe they're so uh, happy with how Kai Bowman has been playing, or you know, Alec Burks that it affects. Jacob Evans and Damian Lee, that they're the ones who are missing out on minutes. No, I think the obvious name is Jordan Poole. And I think that they want to cut Jordan Poole's minutes, not because they don't like what they've seen from him. I mean, yeah, the shooting slump is bad, but otherwise he's making progress defensively. Um, He's playing the game better. He's seeing the game better. So there's progress being made there. I just do think it's too much too soon for Jordan Poole. And so once you get, I think especially Jacob Evans back, you could probably see him start almost right away, I would imagine. Um, he's going to play right away. As soon as he's ready to go, he's going to play right away. Same goes for Damian Lee, but he'll continue to come off the bench. So I think Jacob Evans will get a lot more playing time almost right away, uh, and you'll see that significantly cut into Jordan Poole's minutes um, when both of them come back either way. And that way, what you're doing with Poole is you're asking a lot less of him. You're taking a lot of pressure off of him, and then hopefully at that point when he's playing – 12 minutes a game instead of 32 minutes a game, then the shots start falling. And then he's, you know, there's a little bit less pressure. So he's not pressing as much and, and maybe he's able to turn a corner. I think that would be really important just for his development. Wes, man, uh, about to let you go. I know you're uh, busy running around Memphis there covering the team. <laughs> so uh, go, go do what you got to do. And we'll talk after the game and, you know, hopefully have a win to break down. You, you guaranteed it, right? So, <laughs> so I did. I went, we'll I went it. as far to guarantee a win tonight. Hold me to it. Everybody listening. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like I said, call your bookies. Uh, so yeah, man, we'll talk soon and, and uh, go do your thing. All right, man. Talk later. Is there anything more craveable than the smell of McDonald's fries? If someone's hiding an order of fries, they're never hiding it well. It takes one whiff to trigger a fry craving that will only be satisfied the McDonald's way. So stand up if you would like to taste the smell of a McDonald's fry right now. Did you just stand? Because if you did, then you earned yourself a trip to the McDonald's drive through for your own steamy carton of crispy golden goodness. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Support for this podcast comes from CDW and Dell Technologies. At CDW, we get that migrating your business to a hyper-converged infrastructure is challenging. Like me switching to decaf. Gotta do it, don't wanna do it, but gotta do it. Whoa, slow down, friend. CDW's experts can help you simplify the transition from legacy to hyper-converged infrastructure with Dell Technologies solutions that offer speed and agility. Do it, do it. Have you done it? Is it done yet? Why isn't it done yet? IT orchestration by CDW. People who get it. Find out more at cdw.com slash Tech. The Dubs are taking on the Memphis Grizzlies tonight, which should be a somewhat interesting game, I would say, for a number of reasons. And one of the reasons is because people look at it and can say it's the battle of the two front runners for Rookie of the Year. Now, I don't say that because as good as Eric Pascal's played, I don't think he's going to get, he's not going to win Rookie of the Year. Um He's a second rounder on a bad team. And I think by the end of the year, guys like John Morant or uh, what's his name? RJ Barrett, you know, who are the main, main focal points of their teams moving forward uh, will end up uh, taking that from him. 
But the reason I say that is because also once D'Angelo Russell comes back and Steph and Clay and Draymond, etc., once everyone's back, he's not going to get the same looks he was getting when everyone was hurt. So that's the main part. The other reason why it's interesting is because the Warriors have a chance to get a win. But it's not a great chance. I, it's it's tough when you look at the records because the Warriors are 2-12, and 12, Grizzlies are 5-8. and eight. But when you look at a team like the Grizzlies, they are lacking some, in, well, not some, in a lot of spots. It's not the same Grizzlies that they, we've known for the last, you know, Five to ten years, grit and grind, blah, 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 whatever. They're young and not very good. And they have a rookie leading them by design. The Warriors, it's because of injuries and other negative things have happened. Injuries and superstars leaving. The Grizzlies, by design, have the the young John Morant leading their team. And you look at their roster, they've got guys like Grayson Allen, Dylan Brooks, Brandon Clark, and they're young, just like the Warriors. So it's a young matchup, which the Warriors can win, but then they also do have a couple of veterans that the Warriors don't, like Jay Crowder, Solomon Hill, uh, Tyus Jones, Valanciunas, etc. So they're, I don't know, a little better equipped than the Warriors. It's similar to, somewhat similar to, the Pelicans game where the Warriors and Pelicans were very similar, similarly matched, except for the fact that the Pelicans had Drew Holiday and uh, J.J. Redick. Now, I don't know who the difference makers, difference making veterans are. You know, Jay Crowder, he, he can go off. I wouldn't expect it. Valanciunas is a massive human being that the Warriors don't really have a great matchup for. Dylan Brooks, we all know he can go off from three. But for the most part, it's a young team taking on another young team. And the Warriors have a good shot. They've got a good chance to get this win, which they desperately need. Desperately. Because it's just about morale at this point. It's about keeping people invested, especially the veterans. The young guys, I think, are going to be fine regardless because they're getting opportunities that they wouldn't normally get. But you got to keep people invested. You got to keep the hope alive, etc. So should be a big game for them tonight. And I know it's kind of funny saying big game, uh, two and twelve team taking on a five anything. But for the Warriors, if they get the W, it, it would be big. Things I'm looking forward for tonight. Obviously, Pascal continue to play well. Willie Cauley Stein, man, I, I I'll probably die on Willie Cauley Stein Island. Um, I still think I think he's a better fit for when the Warriors are healthy. But I think he's talented and still has a lot to offer uh, this Dubs team. Who else are you looking for? Obviously, Jordan Poole. And I'm going to talk about Jordan Poole in just a minute because Steve Kerr had some things to say that were pretty interesting. Pretty interesting. Kai Bowman is another one who I'm I'm high on as well. So, I mean, pretty much the usual suspects until people start getting healthy, which doesn't seem like it's going to be anytime soon. But Jordan Poole, he's going to break out at some point. Is tonight the night? We will see. But first, use your basketball knowledge to prove you have what it takes at mybookie.ag where they make it easy to play and even easier to get paid. Use promo code LOCKEDONNBA 
and MyBookie will match 50% of your first deposit. Listen on the go. If you can't visit MyBookie right now, you can find this and all other offers from Locked On sponsors at LockedOnPodcast.com slash offers. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect, there are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, America, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. Today, every answer matters more than ever before. Because whether it's about health, deliveries, or finance, some things just can't wait. That's why IBM is helping businesses manage millions of calls, texts, and chats with Watson Assistant. It's conversational AI designed to help your customers find the answers they need faster, no matter the industry. Let's put smart to work. Visit ibm.com slash Watson Assistant to learn more. Steve Kerr came out recently with some thoughts on Jordan Poole, who has been struggling terribly uh, to start the season. And they were positive. He's trying to keep it positive and keep the, the proper perspective. But at the same time, I don't... Uh, I don't know. It's it's a rough look for Jordan Poole to start to start the year, but here's what Steve Kerr had to say. He said Jordan is a young guy. He should be a junior in college and he should be coming into a situation where he gets he's getting shots off Steph Curry or Clay Thompson or playing behind those guys, learning from them every day in practice. Maybe taking an occasional visit to Santa Cruz to get a lot of playing time. That's how ideally you want to raise a young guy. But we don't have that luxury, so we're throwing him right into the fire. He's working his tail off. He's doing a great job. This league is unforgiving for a young player. He's just got to keep doing what he's doing, keep watching film, and keep learning from his experience. He's going to get better. We have great faith in that because of his ability and his character. He'll get there, but it's a difficult time for him for sure. Steve Kerr on Jordan Poole's shooting slump, but he did have... One thing to say that he's uh, getting better at, and that was his defense. Steve Kerr said, the one thing I'm really pleased with, I think his defense has been much better. He's starting to understand the NBA game and the schemes and the coverages, the things you have to do as a guard. He's picking up on all those things. His defense is way better now than it was a month ago. That's a great sign, and he's going to stay with it. But Steve did go back to his shooting struggles. He's pressing, and I know exactly how he feels. I was in a similar circumstance as a young player. Not getting this amount of playing time, but my first year in the league feeling like, man, this is a totally different thing from college. This is all brand new for Jordan, and we're going to help him through it. So that's Steve Kerr on Jordan Poole, who has been struggling, as we all know. And I appreciate what Steve's saying. He's he's keeping it positive, as he needs to, with these young guys and this young roster. But one of the things that I... I don't know, my question a little bit is the idea that, I mean, yes, learning from Steph and Clay would be helpful, but playing off of them as if it's going to get more open shots, he's had a ton of open shots that he's just missing. Now, maybe the shot will start falling eventually. That would be fantastic. But for right now, it's just a major struggle, and maybe it's in his head at this point. Who knows? 
But as far as his defense is concerned, he is getting better defensively, at least understanding the defense, uh, NBA coverages, things like that. So that is a positive. But, man, the shooting has been a major struggle. And I know Wes and I joked like we didn't really have much to say about it just because what else can you say besides, hey, make some shots, please. But, you know, Steve Kerr is, is really leaning on the fact that he's young and just learning how to be in the NBA. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't I don't know. Hopefully he gets it together. But, again, Wes and I talked about it. I don't know if playing in Santa Cruz is the answer. Why would that get his, his confidence up? You know, he's, he's getting good looks in, in the pros with the Golden State Warriors. So I really don't know what the answer is. But Steve Kerr addressing it. Keeping it positive is the right move. It's a young team, and you have to keep their their confidence up. Keep it positive and and keep moving. And who knows, maybe tonight's the night that Jordan Poole breaks out. Wouldn't that be swell? But we'll all just have to wait and see. Check out the dubs taking on the Grizz. And uh, like I said, West guaranteed a win, so take that one to the bank. Um, but on top of that, you know, I we're going to try and get a podcast out tomorrow morning. Uh, schedules are tough now with West. Uh, covering the team, being with the team all the time, and and my job. So uh, we should have one for you tomorrow morning. But at some time tomorrow, we'll have a, a recap of tonight's game. Thank you guys so much for listening to Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Peace. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily podcast on the Golden State Warriors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, Bay Area sports fans, this is Ben Kaspic, host of the Locked On Giants podcast, which should be the next Locked On podcast you fire up in your feed. The MLB offseason is closing in, and I'll have you covered every day, breaking down the rumors, speculation, and transactions that'll shape next year's Giants team. Subscribe to Locked On Giants right now on your favorite podcast provider. This is Josh Lloyd, the host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast, the number one fantasy basketball podcast in the world. If you're looking for information regarding fantasy basketball, recaps of the NBA, this is the show for you. We are heading into the offseason and starting to get ready for the 2020-2021 fantasy season. We'll have all the information on what happens through the rest of the playoffs, free agency, the NBA draft, and then heading into a big 2021 season. So make sure you're checking out the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast.